0: For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club.
1: We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazitech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H dot com.
0: Hello, Utah. It's Steph, the ambassador here at the Utah Fan Club, and we're lucky to have Whitney Wilkinson, our fan club marketing guru.
1: Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Steph. You're welcome. And wh- who are we interviewing today? Today we have McKay Salisbury, and he's with Five Star Commerce. They work with Amazon in optimization and helping businesses be as, mo- as successful as they can on Amazon. So McKay, I, we've all been on Amazon where everyone's busy buying presents. It's it's Christmas. I'm looking for presents for, for everybody right now on Amazon, and I know we all are. And we don't really think about it that often, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes for business owners who are selling their products on Amazon and trying to get us as consumers to buy their particular product. There's a lot a lot that goes on there that we don't necessarily see as front-end consumers. and That's what you do for, for a living. You're the expert on that, right?
2: That's right. It's very fun. There is a lot that goes into it, um, and it's really an exciting time right now. Uh, the market growth on Amazon is very high. And uh, it's just getting better and better. So good for me.
0: So the name of your company is Five Star Commerce. And do you want to tell us how to remember the name?
2: Okay. Well, yeah, we came up with that name just because on Amazon, when you review products, you can review it up to five stars. So it's just kind of a reference to Amazon Obviously we want our services stores to get five stars and our companies uh, our clients' products.
1: So can you give us a little bit of history and background on how does Am- how does Amazon work from from the inside out? What do you do for your clients and what's the whole story behind Amazon and how that works?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There um you know a lot of people who shop on Amazon don't realize Amazon's really a marketplace, right? Most a lot of people you go on Amazon, you think you're buying it directly from Amazon. Uh, whereas most products are from a third party it's it's a a, either a reseller or that brand selling their products using amazon's website um, just like a person if they wanted to sell something might sell it on ebay right Um, now it's it's a little bit different because you know obviously on ebay you have your own pictures and whichever and amazon's a little bit more professional um, and that's where some of the confusion comes and with amazon most companies when you buy it on amazon you're not they're not shipping it out from their warehouse. They they ship it to Amazon's warehouse ahead of time. And then when a customer buys it, Amazon ships it out. And that's how you get the two-day shipping. Oh, interesting. So it's coming from Amazon's warehouses, but they don't necessarily own it. Uh, you're actually buying it straight from the brand and then Amazon's charging fees. Uh, so our clients are those companies who want their products listed on Amazon. They want to sell their products on Amazon. They want their products to show up at the top of searches and uh, grow that into another channel That they can grow their business so maybe they have their website they have traditional brick and mortar things like walmart that they're selling in and then they want to add amazon or they've been on amazon they just quite haven't quite figured that out and they they would have my team come in and uh really help them to grow their sales and grow that into a substantial part of their business but
0: but no you look at that and like amazon that's really easy for them to be just like doing something else and amazon shipping it for them and they're able to make money
2: yeah, that's right. There is a lot of uh, smaller uh, businesses that maybe just individual people who have a family business who sell products on Amazon um, uh, competing along with the bigger brands, right? And now most of my clients are, are brands, uh, but there's there's really a combination of both, right? And in certain categories, the smaller brands uh, can actually do much better than bigger brands, uh, just depending on how well they, they can do and w- really what meets the customer's needs a little bit better. Um, so it's, it's a really exciting place. It's getting more and more competitive, uh, which is why they have to have people like me to help them out. Um, cause each of those listings needs to look really top notch. Um, I do all these tests where we change the listings every night. We have software change the listing every night and we can see what changes make people buy more products. And so after a while we can figure out this is what's gonna, you know, make, make those things fly off the shelf. Uh, and of course, when you sell more products, it's going to rank higher in searches. Um, you know, along with the advertising strategy and all the other things that we're, that we're doing.
1: So when you're talking about changes, you're talking about things like changing a picture in a listing and see if this picture performs better versus this other picture, or the description or the title of the product, that kind of thing.
2: That's exactly it, right? So that main image that you see on the search results page. Uh, that's very important. We are, we are always testing different images, trying to make those better and better. Um, now, 80% of the optimization, um, once you have the product decided, um, I mean, the product is going to really determine how successful that can be. Some products are not a good fit for Amazon, uh, where some are very, very good. Um, and, you know, the price has to make sense. Uh, Amazon customers are more price sensitive than other, other platforms. A lot of time products that are uh, sold in person um do not do well on Amazon uh, because the customers are just more price sensitive they're not willing to pay an extra $300 uh for something like a water filter um when the other competitors are a third the price and probably really do most of the same thing um now there are platforms like Facebook and things like that where you can do that but Amazon is a little bit more price sensitive um and then of course most of the optimization once you get best at that point is the images uh Basically, 100% of Amazon customers will flip through every single one of those top images, whereas only a third of customers read any of the listing. Hmm, interesting. So those images are really key. And a lot of the time, I'm working with uh, either designers on my team or on my clients' teams saying, here, we need a graphic that looks like this. We need an infographic that shows this. We need to have this and compare it to competitors, um, so we have a whole list of things, and we're going through those images. And even changing the order of the secondary images actually has a big difference. We've we've changed the order and seeing conversion rates go up 20% just from changing which one's the second one, which one's the third one, which one's the fourth one. Um, of course, the the primary image is the most important.
1: So that really makes sense for a small or medium-sized business that doesn't have a whole lot of staff or resources where they can tap into using your designer's. Uh, and not have to employ full-time designer or full-time photographer, but still get those really high-quality results when it comes to images and those sort of things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, most most Amazon businesses are not going to take somebody eight hours of work. Uh, they're not going to take a full-time employee. And that's why there are so many uh, freelancers, service providers like our firm, and other marketing agencies that provide these types of services, because uh, it's typically not a full-time thing. Um, and we already know it. We do it tons of brands. We can do it much faster than it would take to do it on your own or train an employee on how to do it.
1: So what are some of the, some of the top three or five tips that you give to your clients really generally on how to improve their search, how to improve their conversion rates?
2: Okay, yeah. So the number one thing is the images. Um, now, you, you can have up to seven images that show readily and they show on mobile, um, and you want those to be really good. The, the number one thing I'm finding right now that increases conversion rates is infographics. Right Now, the key is you've got to think, I want all the selling points, all the benefits, all the uh, any information a customer would want to know. It should be right in those infographics and those images. Um, usually we use infographics, but I mean, it's images um, right there. So they flip through so they don't have to read any of the listing that's the number one thing. So you yeah,
0: can do. just to clarify, because I'm like, okay, infographic, isn't that just a picture that has all the summary on it? Yes. I know, that'll be, okay. Yeah. Just making sure yes. there might be other people Fancy out there talk. like me. That like, or, <laughs> I'm like, I know I've heard it, but I just want to make sure. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, so for example, for a supplement, I have a lot of supplement brands, uh, and we might have a picture of the product and then we might have big text that says, "Hey, this is a bioidentical formula, so you're going to get higher absorption than with other formulas. Um, this has a higher amount of doses per dollar, so it's higher value. You um, know, this you you can use it only once a day instead of twice a day, so it lasts you twice as long, or you know, whichever. All those selling points, whatever your product selling points are, you need to have that readily apparent." In those images,
1: so kind of visually calling out those most important differentiators of your product.
2: Exactly, uh, and there's different ways to do that, of course. Too, we a lot of time I really like these where you have comparison tables. Hmm. You just have like, how does our product compare with a generic uh, one? Maybe other high level brand and then a generic one, and you can have like a just a table where it says um all the differences right so for example i had a cooler brand where very high end coolers you're 450 coolers um mm. right whereas you know probably but most wait, people 450? buy
0: 450 450
2: yeah the the 85 quart coolers were 550 um so this is a very high end brand
1: elite. yes very, very very glamorous coolers
2: yeah. Yeah, these are $150 more than Yeti coolers, which are kind of known for being the high-end coolers. Um, but we would have a comparison with it where it's this brand and all their selling points, and then we'd compare that to Yeti coolers. And we didn't say Yeti in the graphics, but maybe we say other top brand. Mm-hmm. Right. And and have show all the things that it's missing. And then of course generic coolers and all the things that they're missing so all those things that it just needs to be very obvious because people just searching through amazon they need to know immediately now that's the number one thing you can do to convert higher on your listing so i do have a few other points we can go through as well
1: okay yeah please tell us
2: okay so titles are very important um now, usually we have some people have been doing split tests where they they find that shorter titles are doing better. I have not found that to be the case yet. Oh. I've done tons of split tests and I find a little bit longer is better. Now, you don't want to go over like 200 characters, um, but you don't want it to be just like three words. So, your your most important keywords you want in the title, um, and then and test that a little bit, right? Have the the uh, the most important keywords at the beginning of the title uh as opposed to the end even that makes a big difference um and you can you can split test to see what you get more clicks on um and then uh, the really big thing is getting brand registered so with Amazon there's a brand registry program where you you basically prove to Amazon hey I own this trademark right we're the owner of the brand right and when you when you do that you get certain tools and features that regular sellers do not have access to right so i don't know if you've ever noticed but on an Amazon listing, a lot of time you have the images at the, the top always, but then you can scroll down and instead of just like a description, it's actually pictures and a comparison table and right. all these other things. That's enhanced brand content, right? So that means those that brand, whoever created that, is the owner of the brand, right? And that does increase conversion rates. I've heard numbers around 10%. Uh, we can't split test that to change the enhanced mm-hmm. brand content around. So I haven't seen any hard data, but you've probably seen a 10 to 20 percent bump just from that that's enhanced (sighs) brand content and getting brand registered and creating enhanced brand content looks really good is great a really cool thing about that just started in june is you can have comparison tables where you compare your products so you can actually link your products together uh, which is very very useful for a lot of sellers you know you might have multiple products that are related maybe for example with going back to the cooler brand we had different sizes 25 Mm quart. 35 core, 45 core, and we could have them all there and people could click the picture and it would take them to the other listing. And there was no way to ever do that before. Oh, yeah. Um, Unless you were using Vendor Central, which is a whole other system. We won't go into that, but that is products that Amazon are selling themselves, um, which is the minority. So that's a really cool tool, enhanced brand content. And then you can also build out a storefront. Um, So when people go to a listing... And usually has the title and says buy, and then has the brand name and it's a little link. If you click that, it actually goes to a storefront. If their brand registered and they've built a storefront, it's like a little mini website within Amazon. Right? And you can, you can run ads that send people from, uh, from a search in Amazon to that storefront. You can have videos, you can talk about your brand, uh, you can have a, a whole array of all your different products. Without them seeing all your competitors right next to it. Oh yeah. Um, so that is a very useful tool, especially for higher end brands. I find enhanced brand content and storefronts really change a lot. I've seen sales double in the months after they get brand registered just from using those tools.
1: So investing with a company like yours to make these tweaks—some are big, some are small—but you can really see that pay off the upfront investment of of polishing your your profile, of polishing your listings on Amazon, using some of these tips and techniques that you've talked about, you can really make quite a difference, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, for example, a supplement brand, I started working with them at the beginning of August, and they were doing – they did pretty well on their own. They were – I think they were at 46000 a month, right? And I've been working with them, doing some stuff with them. I think they've spent um, – a little over a thousand dollars a month, and now they're at seventy thousand a month. oh, wow, so they got an extra twenty three grand in sales every month from that, and I think we'll be able to get them up to a hundred thousand a month um and that that's just a lot of uh updating all the listings, making them really good, making those graphics really, really good, doing lots of split tests. I'm always mm-hmm. changing the images, changing the order of the images, changing the titles uh finding what works better. You know, with them we found a ten percent, twenty percent bump in conversions just from get this, taking out the brand name of the title.
1: Oh, oh really? yeah, that's not what you would assume. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, I was very surprised by huh. that. Um, but for some reason we got a lot more sales when we took out the brand name in those products. So I thought that was very interesting. But I'm always doing stuff like that, right? And and uh things get it makes a difference, over and then time. your
1: company can help use that information that you've discovered um, from your other clients to apply it to another business. Of course, that's not a competitor, yeah, exactly, right? right. We're, you we're have that experience and and know how and product and knowledge of how the ins and outs of Amazon that you can really provide to your clients.
2: Th- that's right, and that's the advantage of of using us. You don't have to train us, um, and in fact. Uh, we do it so much faster. It probably is a lot cheaper than even just doing it yourself. Mm, yeah, um, because we, we do enhanced brand content all day. We do Amazon ads all day. We uh, you know we change listings around. We do split tests on Amazon all day, um, and I, even just me doing it since January, I'm probably like four times as fast. Um, so it, it's it's great. And there's a lot of common knowledge that we mm-hmm. have just from doing this with so many other brands.
1: Now, McKay, you kind of got your start as a freelancer, right? And kind of, we all know the gig economy is big and is just getting bigger. So how, tell us about that, how you got started in this freelance economy, gig economy, and, and how that model works with your business.
2: Okay, yeah. And that's a really exciting thing I think I see happening right now. And I think especially uh, young people need to get on that trend a little bit more of freelancing. Uh, you, you can imagine with technology now, it's so easy for companies to have work done remotely there's not as much of a reason to hire somebody full-time and have them right there in the office now obviously there's always a need for that at some point but most people who have a full-time job do not necessarily have eight hours of work every day and it's not necessarily stuff that they are super knowledgeable about you got to learn it and everything so freelancing is just going to become a bigger and bigger part Right now, they say over thirty percent of U.S. workers are freelancers, and they say by twenty twenty one or twenty twenty four, depending on who you talk to, it's going to be over fifty percent. Uh, whereas when I was in school, I went to every, I was in the, uh, the business school at BYU, and I went to all these business clubs and info sessions about all these different careers. Not once did I have somebody come in and say, "Oh, I'm a freelancer. You could be a freelancer," <laughs> right? Which that's a huge percentage of of the work out there. People are totally missing. Um, so that's a really exciting thing. Basically what I did, I was working at an Amazon marketing firm, uh, basically a project manager there, and I wanted to make some extra money on the side. So all I did is I went to Upwork and Upwork is a, a website. It's basically a search engine for freelancers, right? And you have a profile and companies can come and search and they find, Oh, this person knows how to do exactly what I need. And they can hire you through that and you create a contract through Upwork and, and they make sure that. Uh, the company pays you and that you provide a good service for the company and you know and you've got reviews there and everything's great so all it is it created a profile i said hey i do amazon marketing for my career um and i'm happy to do it and then people started uh sending requests and said hey we need somebody can we talk you know and i got a little calendar link where they could sign up for a call on my calendar and uh started doing freelance work on the side Now, six months later, fast forward, I was getting so many calls after I got some reviews on there um, and doing all this freelance work on the side, I could basically charge whatever I wanted. Now I'm making almost as much money as doing that on the side as my full-time job. So around Mm -hmm. that time, I was like, I guess I'll probably just quit, (laughs) you know, and then I started doing this full-time and then I brought more and more people on, you know, as we've gone. But it all started just from making a profile and doing one little project here. Got a review, one little project here, got a review, and that really quickly grew. And I think mm-hmm. the Amazon niche is just really high in, uh, in high demand right now. Right. So that helped a lot.
1: Yeah, and and it's something that can be filled by a freelancer.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know most businesses they do not need somebody eight hours a day, um, so a fr- freelancing for Amazon is very effective.
0: Mm-hmm. And you went from having just one play to now you have. Did, did you say Yeah, four? now I have two. Two?
2: bringing on two more uh-huh. this month. Uh, I've already got them picked out, so they're starting probably next week. Um, and then they really start hitting it in about January. You know, we got Christmas and everything, so things are a little bit crazy. I'm traveling, um, but uh, that's exciting. And uh, That's every entrepreneur's dream
0: to have, like, now you have a staff of, there's five of you.
2: Yeah, it's really fun. And, uh, you know, what, the hardest thing for me with doing it was... I am very, very extroverted, right? And I, I worked from home for about a month and a half, full time, and that is kind of lonely for me. So I, I like as soon as the numbers made sense, I was like, I'm bringing on somebody else because I'm just bored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's been great having other people. And you know, we have a real office now. And I am not a work from home kind of guy. A lot of people love mm-hmm. that. That's like their jam. That's why they want to freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, not me. I like being able to go somewhere. Uh, and that's been been great so now I'm, I'm no longer doing that um and that's a lot better for me yeah we're downstairs from jet.com and next door to ebay oh
1: cool. oh awesome. i know where you're at yeah, or, I mean, right there right that, that building right by Jet. the draper yeah. front runner yeah. yeah oh
2: that's cool so, uh, and that's cool to be able to tell clients like oh yeah jet.com they're upstairs ebay they're next door oh, yeah yeah well, so
1: speaking of clients can you tell us about who some of your clients are Um, industries that you work in, that kind of thing?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, So we have really high variety. Basically, you've got to be a physical product brand um, that could sell products on Amazon. Um, So I'm thinking just through my list of them, I have uh, a Dutch oven liner brand. So for Dutch ovens, you can buy (laughs) these liners, and you cook in there, and you just pull them out. You don't have to clean your Dutch oven or season it. so smart. Right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Because who wants to clean their Dutch oven after (laughs) You've been camping and everything. So.
2: Yeah, exactly. And those things sell like hotcakes. Um, that was one of my first clients. Uh, they're actually here in Kaysville. Um, and then I've got uh, uh, some friends of that person. That one also owns a headphone brand that we launched in August. I think they got uh, above twenty five thousand in sales in like their second month or first month. Oh, wow. Uh, headphones. Those did very well. Of course, there's a lot of challenges with headphones. Luckily, these guys know a lot about creating products and, and and stuff like that um but that is not a head uh headphones are not a type of product where if you're just trying to create your first product don't do headphones because that's a hard one um but they knew what they were doing they did very well um have a lot of supplement brands um i've done uh we've got eye check which they sell eye supplements make your eyes healthier um, Biomatrix, they do uh, supplements for stress adrenal fati- fatigue fatigue uh, hormone balance um, those I really like working with those guys. Um, in the past, I've done uh, chia seed cookies. Audrey's chia seed cookies down in Arizona. Um, they were great. And there's a let's see, there's a, there's a longer list, but I can't. And I could go through all of them. But well, he's I being I modest. He have has like 16 really, or 20.
1: he has high profile clients that he has agreements with, but also has signed NDAs, so <laughs> he knows what he's talking about here.
2: That's right. I can't reveal all of them. But. <laughs>
0: So, McKay, so now you have these employees, you have an office. What's been the most rewarding thing about being a business owner, but also the most challenging?
2: Okay, yeah, the most rewarding thing is um, probably, uh, at least for me, I like doing the type of things that a business owner does as far as meeting with other business owners, figuring out ways our businesses can work together. You know, I'm not just doing the same old work that somebody assigned me to do. Uh, every day, and I really like that. The hardest part is waking up in the morning, because my schedule is so flexible. You know, I'll sometimes just stay up too late, and then I'll roll into the office at like 10:30, um, which is good to do sometimes. But sometimes it saps your energy. Um, it's it's better just to force yourself to to wake up. So that's that's been hard for me, and I'll get a little bit better after the holidays are over. But like the other day, I know I left at the office at like 3:30 because I wanted to go longboarding before it got dark um and of course i i I do pick up extra time i'll do stuff in the evenings or on saturdays uh to make up for my late mornings but that's been the hardest thing for me uh it is kind of nice just having somebody force you to be somewhere at a certain time so you don't just get used to sleeping in too much um but it's been really really fun i think i was born to have my own business even though i did not figure that out uh for many many years you know i went to uh, school, and I studied accounting, and I was planning on working for very large consulting firms and only doing big companies. I thought it would, was silly to ever work for a little company, and my two best friends started their own businesses when they were like 21, 22, and I thought like, oh, good luck, right? And then I came around like three or four years later. Um, so it's it's very surprising how it has worked out, but I, you know, I am so glad. Uh, and of course, a big moment for the, me was I did a summer internship while I was in college for American Airlines and hated it. And it was terrible and boring and basically nothing I did really made any impact on that company and very under-challenged. Um, so that was a turning point And that's when I realized that uh, uh, small businesses and having my own business eventually was going to be the right thing for me.
0: So is your degree in accounting then?
2: That's right. I studied okay. accounting, uh, which is a huge uh, differentiator for me because okay. right? almost all my competitors are marketing people. And, uh, sometimes they have a hard time understanding the operations and back end and financials, uh, of Amazon businesses, you know, and they might think like, oh, let's just run discounts all the time. And like, oh, we're still making, you know, this many dollars on every product. It's like, that's not enough, right? You've got to, you've got to have a decent markup where it's going to make sense after all the fees and and things like that. And my clients love it when I pull out all these fancy Excel sheets and heat maps and all this cool stuff um, <laughs> that a lot of other uh, Amazon freelancers, they, you know, it's just not something that they do.
1: So you structure your business differently. There's the traditional agency model. There's which you pay sometimes on there's a commission model or there's a flat fee or percentage of sales, but you structure your your company a little bit differently. Can you tell us about that versus a more traditional agency model?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so I call the business model a freelance team, right? which I coined that word. I hope it really catches on. And I I think it's really going to be a key in bringing the freelance economy up from 33% or wherever it is now past 50%. Because um, it really addresses some of the weaknesses that individual freelancers have. Um, but t- to give you an example, uh, somebody uh, a company that needed help with Amazon, they would need to have an expert, right? They need to have somebody who's done it a lot with different brands. They've been through the process. They know uh, what strategies to be, uh, to use, how aggressive to be with the ads, all the other roadblocks they might run into. But then there's also a lot of the work is not necessarily high-level work that you need to pay my high hourly rate for, right? So that's why I have my other employees and, um who do handle all the mid-level and low-level work. So most companies they reach out to me and they actually hire me more as I'm the point of contact and I'm on, I'm the project manager. Uh, but then a lot of the tasks get done by my employees for a lower rate and I can review their work and I've already established the processes. Here's the the things we want to do. Here's how we typically write titles. Here's how we typically write bullet points. You know, if there's any changes, I do that. I've got processes that where we, we have all the project management going through a software tool and we make sure that nothing goes through the cracks, but it's just really a much more efficient, uh, model than just a freelancer. Um, and we get all the benefits of being with a group, right? For, for example, a company can't really find somebody who's they think is mid-level and then find an expert and say, Hey, work together right? Those people are not used to working together. You may not know if their skills really coincide. They may have different ideas of what needs to be done. Um, So we already work together. We already have everything established. So it really feels like you're just hiring a team of freelancers Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just a regular agency.
1: But there's the coordination, there's uh, experience working together, understanding project management, like you said. So it really is kind of the best of both worlds
2: that's exactly right right and there are some benefits also to the employees right so most people coming out of school like I talked about I never heard about freelancing um, but they're not necessarily ready to freelance totally on their own right because mm-hmm. even if you have skills say if you're a graphic designer and you have you know you know, know how to do that very well, there might be certain issues you run into or or things like that where you, it would be really nice if you could lean over, and ask somebody who's been doing it for a long time how to handle that situation. Um, so the idea here is it also lets people into the freelance economy without being totally on their own and having to figure out things like taxes and all the legal stuff about setting up your own entity and mm-hmm. and running your own business.
1: Really a hybrid model. That's interesting. Yeah. Well,
0: McKay, so tell us how people can get a hold of you after hearing you talk all about this. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, hey, we want to use that guy. So how can they contact you?
2: Okay. Well, there's a few ways. Um, probably the easiest way is just go to our website, starcommerce.com. And if you scroll down, you can schedule a call. And it says schedule a call with one of our Amazon experts. That will be me. It'll just go right on my calendar. And uh, it's it's integrated with my calendar. So you'll see when I'm available and you just book a 30-minute call. I'm happy to talk um and then uh, there's also a contact form you can fill out and that goes straight to me as well um and there's a phone number and an email
0: do you want to just give your email just in case people don't go to the website
2: yeah you can email me personally at mckay at five star mckay is spelled m-c-k-a-y and then at five star commerce and five is spelled out so f-i-v-e star commerce.com
1: Perfect. Well, McKay, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate your time. And it's been really interesting to learn about the inside of Amazon, how things work and how it can benefit business owners and what you do for for companies to help them rank higher in Amazon and, and really improve their their sales especially during Christmas right now so thanks again we appreciate you being here and it's been very fascinating thanks for listening Utah we'll see you next time we want to give a special thanks to our sponsor Wazitech Utah's premier IT support company they will help you with any of your IT needs go to www.wazitech.com that's w-a-z-i-t-e-c-h dot
0: if you love the Beehive State, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery just can't fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our number of counties is 20. All with plenty of places you can die. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Mm-hmm.